This is your home for Colorado College Tiger Hockey. KRDO FM, Security Colorado Springs Pueblo. KRDO AM, Colorado Springs. Live from P74, the downtown Paninos, 604 North Tejon Street. This is the Chris Mayotte Show on KRDO News Radio. Time to talk hockey. Here's Tiger head coach, Chris Mayotte, and the voice of the Tigers, Ken Landau. It is a hockey night here in Colorado Springs. It feels like hockey weather. It feels like Michigan hockey weather. It is damp and cold and nasty, and that's where we're going is Michigan. The playoffs are here. It's going to be cloudy. It's just going to be hockey-like, and uh, the Tigers are unbeaten in playoff series in Kalamazoo, Michigan. And the goal is to keep it that way. Welcome, everybody, inside P74, the downtown Paninos. Chris Mayotte Show. I'm Ken Landau. Chris Mayotte, the head coach of the Tigers, is with us. And uh, the season just flies by, especially the second half. Here we are. It's uh, it's playoff time. And uh, everyone starts with the exact same record. It's a clean slate. Well, and, and even more to it is you know you're three wins away from playing in a championship game um and we're all in that spot now and, and so to to think that you know you get two wins this weekend then you you know uh then you head to st paul you get one one win there uh and you're playing for a championship and and i think that's why you see uh the playoffs in this league are so good and around the country is because uh, while it's a very long season, uh, you know, and, and for us, our team was in, on campus for Block B, uh, so it started in June in terms of our team getting together, uh, and you know, now we're here in March, and, and so that's the buildup, and uh, and now we have the opportunity to win a championship. Um, you know, we talk about it all the time that our goal for the regular season is to get better. Uh, and to continue to improve. And, and obviously, in that process, you hope to win games as you do it uh, because I think that's a big part of growth. Our second half didn't go how we wanted in, in terms of the results. Um, but I think if you watch us play uh, and you see the type of team we, we've become, um, I think it's hard to say that we haven't gotten better uh, and that we don't keep improving. Uh, and, and so, you know, we have optimism in our locker room. Uh, we're excited to go there, um, you know, and, and it's not excited for the challenge. We're, we're excited to compete and, and chase a championship. Um, when it's that close, uh, everybody's excited. So our opponents will be the same, but, uh, but we, we get on the road tomorrow. Um, our next skate will be at Western Michigan, and we're, we're looking forward to it. Playoff hockey is synonymous with defensive hockey, and – there's been no better team in the league defensively over the last month or so. In fact, the last 10 games, when you count just goals that are really goals, goals that matter, um, take away an empty net goal here or there, uh, a three-on-three goal, your team's giving up just two goals a game. Uh, you can't do much better than that, and that's what you need to do uh, in the playoffs to have success is be stingy like that. Yeah, you know, and on top of that, our, our penalty kill has been really good. Um, and, you know, when you when you think of playoff hockey, you think of one-goal games. And 
Um, and if you can kill penalties and, and you can get one on the power play and, and you don't give up much, um, you're a tough team to play against. And, and I think on top of that is that we're, we're comfortable in, in those types of games. Um, we've been in a lot of them. Um, you know, we continue to make our push in those types of games. Um, and I think we've grown a lot in, in that sense. Uh, you know, on Saturday, I think it was a, a game where we didn't quite have our best third period, um, and we, we, we stopped making plays. Uh, we didn't uh, continue to go after the game and, and try and win the game. But again, it's a growing um, opportunity. And, and when you're tough to play against and you don't give up much, it puts, a lot, it, it puts pressure on the opponent as well. Um, and so, you know, we're going to go in there. We're going to be tough to play against. Uh, we're going to embrace being a, being the road team. Um, you know, the 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 pressure is uh, is is on us, but it's in a different way. Uh, I think when you're the home team, you're trying to get the crowd into it. You 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 search for offense. You search for offense. Um, where the road team gets to just go in and, and play a style that can win. Um, and I think that's how we're built. And that building, and we'll talk more about this later in the show, Chris. But that building, Lawson Arena, is an energy building um and when it's full there's no better energy in the league than in that place it is old it is loud uh they've got a huge and rather vocal student section they have a limited vocabulary they like to speak with their hands a lot too which is weird to me but um they do it yeah they they have like certain single finger salutes and stuff like that and i'm like why are you so angry yeah they yeah. are angry well are very, if you well, if you yeah, had to spend I, I that much time there you'd be angry too um but um you know that energy adds to you know the i mean just the excitement of a playoff series you want to play in buildings that are charged up like that whether it's at home or whether it's on the road, uh, you want to coach in those atmospheres, you want to play in those atmospheres, you want to broadcast in those atmospheres, although uh, the broadcast, you got to be careful as to what kind of you know ambient noise gets out over the air because the FCC certainly frowns against certain things that are occasionally overheard there. Yeah, there, it's, an, you know, it's the uh, – from – elf you know he's an angry elf yeah um, they got a lot of those <laughs> yes uh, they do but no and, and i think that's why you come to this league um and it's it's why you want to come to cc it's why you want to play in the nchc um you know you look at the buildings around the league they're they're a ton of fun to play in um there's real rivalries um there's real you know dislike from fan bases and and things like that and so um that just makes the the competition that much better, and and it makes the moments that much bigger, uh, and I think that's something that that we're excited about, and I and I really do believe that's something that our team is has embraced and 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 been good in, uh, you know, starting with Ball Arena, um, you know, it, it, with eighteen thousand, the the moment wasn't too big, the 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 building wasn't too big, the crowd wasn't too big. Uh, you know, then we were able to carry that and, and have good performances at UNO in front of, you know, 8,000, both sold out. 
Um, and UNO is a is a raucous crowd too. They they have more of a junior hockey environment, as does Western Michigan, than a than a college hockey environment, I would say. Um, and so you know, it's it's a it's a big crowd, and and I think we we handled that well. Again, the the building, the crowd, wasn't too big for us. Um, and then I thought we were. Uh, we followed up with with being good at at, at Denver uh, on Friday, and again, it's uh, we've shown that we we can go on the road, handle adversity, um, and perform. Again, you know, for us to keep this thing going, the thing that has to change is we got to find a way to win. Um, but we feel like we've done a lot of the the good things throughout the the second half of the season, especially on the road. The way that we play, the way the games tighten up in the playoffs, um, you know, we we believe that we're in as good a spot as anybody. When you look at the way your team has played down the stretch, you can't play much better defensively than your team has, uh, and that's a buy-in. That's not just Caden and Barico and Matt Vernon doing the job between the pipes, although that's a, a big part of it. Um, you know, it's the defensive play, defensemen like Jack Millar and Connor Mayer, and the whole group of them, and, and the forwards. They have all bought into playing 200 feet, 200 feet of hockey every shift. Yeah, and, and I think, you know, you can, you can sit there and say, you know, hey, we're this or, or we're that or we want to be this. Um, and and I think really where where we've gotten to is we just we've embraced what makes us good, um, and we are a good hockey team. And a big part of that is that we're a good defensive hockey team. You know, when you're one of the best, uh, you know, in going into last weekend, we were we were the best defensive team in the NCHC. When you're that, that means you're one of the best in the country, if not the. Um, and so to have a portion of our game and, and a portion of our style be one of the best in the country, you can fight it or you could just embrace it and say this is who we are and this is who we're going to be and come try and be better at it than us. Um, and, and so I think for us it, it was a little bit of a, you know, we had to get there mentally and, and kind of switch our mentality and instead of saying, man, we're not scoring, we're not scoring, we're not scoring, and, and man, you know, we can't or we're not or whatever it is, I think it's just got to turn into, yeah, but try and score on us, you know. And, and so when, when you embrace and you just focus on what you do really well, I think it takes a little bit of the pressure off of, um, off of scoring for us um, and puts the pressure on them to, to score on us. And so we just have to go in and be the team that we are. Um, and for us, that's a, t- a team that can forecheck, a team that finish hits, a team that's tough to score on. We have two great goalies. We have a great penalty kill. Um, and we have a good power play when it's on. Um, and so if you look at what wins late in the season and what wins in the playoffs, all those things I just said are usually it, when you're building a blueprint of a winning team, that's what it is. You know, it, it's funny. I talked to... Maybe I can't say this. Um, sure you can. All right. Uh, but I, I talked to a guy who is a part of management for an NHL team. And he basically said they made some big deals at the trade deadline. He's like, yeah, but we're going to have to win with soft skill, and I don't think that's how you do it. He's like, but the price to get the role players and the grit at the trade deadline, he's like, was astronomical. And it's because – Everybody knows that that's how you win in the end. And, and the grittier team and the tougher team 
usually finds a way to come out on top. Um, and I believe that we're one of the toughest teams in the in the country. You look at the you look at how we play. You look at the adversity we've gone through, um, and the way that we've handled it. Um, you know, I think we're a tough, gritty team. I like where we're at. Like where we're at. We're going to take a break. We're going to come back here to P74, the downtown Paninos. More of the Chris Mayotte Show straight ahead. You're listening to the Chris Mayotte Show on KRDO News Radio. Live from P74, the downtown Paninos, 604 North Tejon. This is the Chris Mayotte Show exclusively on KRDO News Radio. Welcome back inside P74, the downtown Paninos. So glad that they have been uh, hosting us all season long. Great staff. Food is outstanding. You need to stop by here as often as you can because uh, these are great, great supporters of CC Tiger Hockey. And uh, it's hard to beat this place. Doesn't matter uh, whether you're coming in for lunch or dinner. Pre-game, post-game, or any time during the off-season, stop on in. This is award season. We got playoffs and we get all league teams and all that kind of stuff coming out. And uh, the first of the all, the the NCHC uh, honors uh, released uh, today and the all rookie team was announced. And um, the all rookie goaltender, Caden Embarico. Give it up for Caden. Kind of puzzled by the uh, the vote count, only 10 first place votes out of uh, the possible 15 because coach can't vote for his own guy. Um, I'm more than happy to share my votes. Um, it wasn't hard, like it wasn't hard for goaltender. Like there were only two rookie goaltenders. There was uh, Caden Embarico and uh, Simon Lacozzi of Omaha. You know who got my first place vote. Um, all rookie defensemen. Um, both guys coming from Omaha. There weren't a lot of guys on the list. Um, I've tried to write in a vote, but they didn't let me. Um, so that's voter suppression. Um, but uh, the two rookie uh, defensemen from Omaha, they got voted in. Uh, on the all-rookie team, uh, Joaquin LeMay and uh, Jacob Gevin. The all-rookie forwards were Jason Blake, Ryan McAllister from Western Michigan, and Ben Steves. Uh, on my ballot, I had Blake, McAllister, and Steves. So I, hit, I, got, the, I got the first team. Uh, Noah Lava got uh, a second-team vote from me. Uh, John Waldron from Miami just because I felt like someone from Miami deserves a vote. And he's a pretty good player. Yeah, um, he can score. And uh, the guy from Denver, the, the freshman from Denver, I, you know, Thompson. Yeah. Okay, so those were those were my votes there. Um, just some, uh, yeah, it, it, it's interesting. Uh, coaches can't vote for their own guys. Broadcasters or whomever the media member is, they can vote for players um, on the teams that they cover. Uh, I am, of course, known as the most impartial broadcaster out there. Um, So my ballot is pure. Extremely. Extremely. Uh, So uh, interesting. I had Rookie of the Year, Caden. So I've got him down for Rookie of the Year. I've got uh, 
Let's see. Other votes that people might have any interest in. Uh, goaltender of the year, Caden. Um, my uh, two picks for uh, defensive defenseman, Jack Millar. I had him on there. Uh, oh, he happens to be here. He likes chicken hearts at Tacanos, I'm told. Um, but interesting. And, and it, to me, the toughest, the toughest vote was for coach of the year. Because I thought that uh, the, the two guys that I thought were most deserving, Mike Gabinette at Omaha and Pat Fershweiler, you could flip a coin either way and not go wrong. Neither one of those teams were expected to finish and play as well as they did. I gave Mike Gabinette my first place vote because he not only had, he got his team to overachieve, but he did it with a lot of adversity. As he lost one of his assistants, Paul Girard, uh, who lost his battle to cancer just a couple of weeks ago. So um, that was, uh, to me, that was, uh, you know, an easy vote, but st a, a tough vote at the same time just to pick between the two of them. I, I agree with that. I, I think Gabby and Fersh um, and, and David, like, you know, D.C., I think they've had the best team from start to finish. Um, and so... While they are expected to be that good, um, you know, you still have to prove it. And if you look at the makeup of their roster, they're not, it's not an old roster. You know, it, it, they, they got some older defensemen, but if you look at their forward group, you know, there's a lot of freshmen and sophomores in there. Um, they have a senior goalie, and, and, you know, their decor is basically all returned from last year, except for Tuamisto. Um, but then you look at, you know, the preseason where, uh, I, you know, Omaha was picked seventh. Um, and like you said, he got – he was the guy that I uh, – if, if I'm allowed to share, he's the guy that I voted uh, coach of the year was Gabby. Um, and for the same reasons you talked about, I, I think, um, you know, you look at their goaltending, um, Kaharski and Lakosi, uh, you know, both were unproven. Um, had had some troubles along the way, um, and then to have you know your staff hit the adversity that, that it did. You know, Paul wasn't really wasn't on the bench at all, um, and so you know for that team to to do what they were able to do, and, and that staff to do what they were able to do, I thought uh, I thought they deserved it. But I agree with you. I, I thought the three, um, you know, I thought David, Pat. And, and Gabby all had, uh, you know, all made sense. But I, I gave my votes were for Gabby and Fersh just because of, you know, their ability to overachieve. Yeah, they uh, they overachieved. And it'll be more more of these teams will be released, um, you know, the all-league teams and stuff like that. That'll be released uh, as we move along. Um, the individual awards will come out uh, when we're in St. Paul in a couple of weekends. Yes, uh, and, you know, this league, you, you go through this process and you look at all the names that are on the list and, and it's hard to pick. It, 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 is. it really is because, you know, you play against, you know, either you coach them every day or you play against them and you're like, yeah, you're probably deserving. Yeah, you're probably deserving um, because there's a lot of really talented uh, players in this league and uh, and it's what makes the league so good, but it also makes this part of it uh challenging yeah it's a it's a challenge but it's a fun challenge like this is this is kind of fun stuff uh, in the grand scheme of things does it matter a whole lot yes and no 
um, you want to recognize excellence, and that's what these uh, these awards and these all league teams are all about. Uh, but uh, anytime you've got, uh, especially media members voting, uh, it gets really subjective, and because I know some of these guys, and the one that the one that uh, I'll be honest, I'm a little uh, I don't love um, is the three star one. Um, you know, and and that's a that's a silly award. Agreed, and you know, I, I this is maybe just this is how rivalries get fueled. This is how hates built up. I think uh, maybe hates a strong word, but um, grand dislike. Yeah, but you know, Berkey stops thirty nine out of forty one shots at Ball Arena, and he's not named a star. Yeah, that's then if that's allowed to happen, then there shouldn't be there shouldn't be an award for three stars. Totally agree, hundred and ten percent. So that's the that's the all league stuff. We've got a lot more to get to. Matt Vernon, Jack Millar here. We're going to talk to those guys next, and then uh, after that, we will uh, dig into round one of the NCHC playoffs. The Tigers going to Southwest Michigan, the original home Kalamazoo of the Gibson Guitar Company. You play guitar? Uh, well, no. No. <laughs> I did for like uh, like three three months, and um, no, it didn't go very well. well. We'll find out from the guys whether anyone on the team plays guitar. I wasn't good at just sitting around. No, no that's need, a sitting around activity. Yeah, which, listen, I, if I was smarter, maybe you stick with it a little longer. Yeah, there are some benefits to it. There are some benefits, but I, I, I didn't. Um, I thought you were going to say bells. Well, Bells is all, but see, Bells is there still, you know, and Bells is really good. Bells is good. Bells is really good. Bells Brewery, by the way. Okay, we're going to take a break. We'll come back. Matt uh, Matt Vernon, Jack Millar will join us. That's coming up next. The Chris Mayotte Show live from P74, the downtown Paninos on KRDO News Radio. Live from P74, the downtown Paninos, 604 North Tejon. This is the Chris Mayotte Show, exclusively on Cardio News Radio. Welcome back inside P74, the downtown Paninos. The Chris Mayotte Show, our playoff edition, our last scheduled show. Maybe if we get to a point where, you know, Catch, uh, you know, catch fire here. Maybe before we go to Tampa, we could have another one. Scott Lowenberg, can we do that? Okay, that's a yes. Okay, so we'll do it one more time. Matt Vernon, Jack Millar, our guests here. The uh, junior defenseman from Westminster, the senior goaltender from Calgary, Alberta. With us, gentlemen, welcome. Oh, you're shaking your head. You don't like the Calgary reference? Calgary? Okay. All right. Uh, corrected. I won't make that mistake again. I'm sorry. Uh, no worries. Um, playoff time, guys. Level, uh, you know, on a scale of 1 to 10, how excited are you? That's a 10, for sure. Very excited. I would also agree with a 10. Okay. You guys are really kind of mellow. It's a kind of mellow 10. Um we were just in Kalamazoo a couple of weeks ago. Tough weekend. I mean, a hard-fought weekend. Close hockey games. That recent familiarity of being there and playing those guys, that's got to help a little bit, doesn't it? Yeah, for sure. I mean, 
thinking back to those games, like there's we've had some games like a lot of all of our games recently have been close and thinking back to those ones they weren't just close but we felt like we dominated like we felt like we just weren't catching bounces honestly it's kind of one of those like every now and then those kind of happen so i think uh i think we'll be ready for it and i think you know it's going to be a pretty good matchup for us jack that familiarity that's got i mean it helps uh you know their guys um we've played them four times in the second half of the season uh, that ha- especially with the kind of offensive uh, players that they have, that has to help the defensemen, knowing what their tendencies are and what you need to do to shut those guys down. Yeah, I think it helps that we played them uh, a few weeks ago and in Kalamazoo too. Um, we know what to expect when we go up there. We know the type of game they play. Um, we also know the rink. Uh, the rink's got a little bit different dimensions, so we know it's kind of tighter. Things happen quicker, um, so we'll know what to expect when we get there. It's kind of a pinball game in that place, isn't it? The puck takes funny bounces. Uh, it's an older building, um, and it's loud. I, I would imagine that you guys enjoy playing in that environment, even though it's hostile. Yeah, it's very fun playing in that environment with all the students sitting right on top of you, pretty much on the whole far side of the rink. Um, yeah, things happen quick. In the D zone, it's a lot smaller, so um, things happen a lot faster than they normally would, especially at um, Ed Robeson. Um, so it, it'll be good to get out there. Yeah, I agree. Like I, I, lo- I love playing in front of an active crowd, personally, um, whether it's with you or against you. So that's that's kind of just my take on it. What's uh, you know, everyone talks about how playoff hockey is different. Jack, what makes playoff hockey different than the regular season? Uh, I think everything is just intensified. Um, Games matter a lot more. You never know what game could be your last game. So um, everyone kind of just is a lot more detailed, a lot more hard to play against. Um, So things happen faster, and there's also less room for error because you never know what mistake could cost you the most. Matt, when you come to uh, this part of the season, and for you being a senior, um, the number of games left are limited. You don't know what that limit is. You don't know what that number is. But the preparation, I would imagine, is sharper. The focus is sharper. Because, uh, you know, possibly Saturday, Saturday, well, I'm not going to even think that way. Um, no, that's all right. But, all right. But you don't know when that final game is going to be. So you have to cherish every moment now, don't you? Yeah, pretty much, honestly. And, you know, um, it's 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 been Berkey's net for a long time. And, it, I, in my opinion, it, continued, it, will, it will continue that way, and it should. Because he's just been such a stud lately. Um, you know, this entire year he's been phenomenal. Um, you know, with getting nominated to the all-rookie team. So, you know, it's uh, makes the preparation a bit easier. I've been uh, I continuously, you know, you got to just continuously do the same thing that you always do. Um, you can't get too high or too low um, with your intensity, in my opinion, because uh, then, you know, if you get too wound up, you're going to start forcing er- errors that you normally wouldn't. So I think it's about, you know, sticking to your routine and making sure you get through it the way you have to uh, to do what you need to do. Jack, talk about that same idea, the the fact that, uh, you know, the intensity is there, but as, as Matt says, you can't change your routine at this time of the year. 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, a lot of guys have routines that work for them and they stick to it. Um, so it's not about making everything more important in your mind. Uh, it's just about going out there and doing the things that you've done all year, doing the little things, finishing hits, forechecking, making tape-to-tape passes. Um, and it's not individual actions that are intensified. It's the whole game and the atmos- atmosphere that's intensified. What's Jack Millar's pregame routine like? Ooh, not a lot. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Make sure you get on the bus. <laughs> Show up on time, yeah. and I like to play soccer before games. That's the one thing that I like to do before every game. Now, goalies all have, at least every goalie that I've seen, have, have they all have pretty intricate routines before a game. Matt, tell us about your pregame routine. Yeah, I pretty much do every this everything the same, and it's not because, like, oh, i, I got to put on, you know, this pers- part of gear first and then that part of gear. It's I have a bunch of different warm-up uh, things, you know, stretching, rolling out, all that kind of stuff that, you know, I always stick to. I have the exact same things that I do with that, you know, whether I need a few extra reps in something, it kind of depends on how I feel, but I want to make sure that it's always consistent that I'm always doing what I think is going to make me uh, feel ready for the game, whether I play or not, too. That's another big difference. Yeah, Matt kind of referenced uh, superstitious routines. Jack, do you have anything like that where you have to put like the the left skate on before you put the right skate on, or anything you know interesting like that? Uh, I wouldn't say I'm superstitious. I'm a little stitious. Um, <laughs> was waiting for that. <laughs> yeah, set me up for that one. Um, not before the game. Like once we take the ice for warm ups, I kind of do the same thing every warm up, but it's not. Um, like, I have to do this so the game goes a certain way. It's just kind of like things that I like to do and have fun doing. So I kind of have a little routine and warm-ups, but that's pretty much it. We've got a lot more to talk about with Matt Vernon and Jack Millar. We're going to take a break here from uh, P74, the downtown Paninos. We've got a lot more of the Chris Mayotte Show with two of the guys that uh, are going to shock the NCHC this weekend. Stay with us. You're listening to the Chris Mayotte Show on KRDO News Radio. Live from P74, the downtown Paninos, 604 North Tejon. This is the Chris Mayotte Show, exclusively on Cardio News Radio. Welcome back inside P74, the downtown Paninos, our final regularly scheduled Chris Mayotte Show of the season. Tigers getting set to go to Kalamazoo, Michigan for the first round of the NCHC playoffs. Best of three series. It gets started Friday. We'll go on the air at 4.30 with our pregame show. Face-off set for 5.05, or whenever they decide to drop the puck in Kalamazoo. They don't keep time very well there. It's, uh, all, it, it's never the same at Lawson Arena. Um, so it keeps everyone on their toes. Um, Matt, uh just a couple, well, a week ago, a little better than a week ago, your third career shutout. Um, you've got the most unique shutout line of any goaltender, maybe in the history of the game. Um, you're one zero and two in your three shutouts. Yeah, I, I, I don't mean to keep reminding you of that, but 
it is unique. It's special, uh, not necessarily in the best of ways, but um, two scoreless ties before last year in the game at Duluth. Had you ever been involved in a scoreless tie before? No, there. I don't think any of the leagues I've ever been in ever had scoreless ties until college. So. Your dad played for a long time in the National Hockey League. Have you asked him if he was ever involved in a scoreless tie? No, because I knew that that wasn't even a thing there. That they would either <laughs> say, say a game gets cut off midway, scoreless, they'll make it up somehow, or, you know, they just don't have ties. No, they, well, uh, well they, before overtime they did. Your dad played before they had overtime in the NHL. That's how, old he, That's how old he is. That's how old he is. new every day. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but that being said, um, that was, uh, and, and, you know, people think scoreless tie, well, you know, geez, boring. No, that was not a boring game, and certainly not for you, was it? No. Honestly, it was a pretty fun one. I, I, felt, like, I felt like we were playing great the whole game. I really only had to make a, one or two good saves. That's really how it felt for me. And then everything else, like the guys were just doing such a good job, you know, keeping the puck away from the net and uh, forcing them to take shots early, making making all the saves easy on me. So things felt good. Jack, uh, earlier in the show, uh, asked Coach if uh, he ever played guitar. Who on the team plays guitar? No one? I honestly have no idea. Yeah. Okay. I'm in the same boat. Okay, so we, we don't have any confirmed guitar players on the team. Oh, actually, Ray Christie plays the guitar. Does he? Oh, yes. Yeah. Well, the fact that that didn't just jump right out at you, <laughs> is, that, is that an indication as to, like, what kind of a guitar player he is? or I would say so because we're roommates. Uh-huh. So he's not very good? It, let, let's, let's put it this way. Guys that play guitar oftentimes sing. Which is worse, Ooh. the singing or the guitar playing? Probably the guitar playing. Because Ray's not, I'm sure Ray's not listening, so he would never hear this. No, he won't find out. No, he won't find out at all. Um, let's get back to the business at hand this weekend. Um, you go in there, this team's been so close. I mean, just literally right on the edge. Um, this is the time of year when funny things can happen. And that edge, you can get over that edge. Um, a shot can go off somebody's hip and into the net. It can carry them off the back, the glass behind a goaltender and off the goalie's back and into the net. Um, strange things like that happen. Not, And you can't plan for it, but it almost feels like if something like that happens, maybe releases the pressure valve a little bit, more and more goals will start going in. Do you guys feel that way, or, or or am I just nuts? Well, I'm nuts anyway, but, you know. We're so due for a couple bounces like that. Like, I know we've had, we've had a few like that go in lately, and it, it just seems like we aren't getting those bounces right now. But, you know, it's really about just if you stick to the right details and you're making sure you're getting pucks on net in the right areas and, you know, making sure you're throwing everything at them um, and, you know, Jack kind of talked about it, about how playoffs are, you know, it's that much more detailed. And, you know, I think if we continue to up our detail like that, um, I think, you know, some of those pucks are going to start bouncing in for us. 
Jack, biggest influence on your hockey career prior to coming to CC? Um, I would say my two older brothers. Uh, they both played hockey, and all I wanted to do when I was little was be like them. So I started skating at a very young age and just tried to be as good as them so I wouldn't get picked on so much in the driveway. <laughs> how, um, how old were you when you started skating? Uh, I was three when I first started playing Three, skating. okay. Matt, who was, uh, who was your biggest influence? My friends. It wasn't who you think it was. It was all my friends. My friends were the ones that they were all, we were all so young when we started getting into it. Uh, you know, we pretty much were just trying to be active however we could, and everybody just loved hockey. So we all just kind of went into it that way. It wasn't my dad. And really, I don't, I don't know if he wanted me to play hockey, but I know he definitely didn't want me to be a goalie. And when I was really young, I didn't want to be one either. So, yeah, I kind of just funny how it usually works out that way. It's worked out for you, though. Yeah, I'd say so. Yeah. I, I do think of if things could be different if I was a player pretty, you know, every now and then. A player? What, you a know. goaltender isn't a player? I mean, I would have been – I couldn't have been a defenseman, honestly. I don't think that would have been my thing. I would have had to be probably a center if I did play anything else. That's How fast can you skate? Not that fast, I don't think. But, see, you, you haven't trained for that either, right? Yeah, that is true. You've got hidden speed. You've got yeah. sneaky speed that's in there, but you haven't had to Good lateral, lateral speed. Good lateral movement. Um, Jack, before we wrap things up, biggest key for this team at Western Michigan this weekend? Um, kind of like we've talked about all talk, just stick to the details. Um, another big thing is – don't let the atmosphere change how we play. Um, it's a loud, crazy rink, but we kind of know that going into it. But things will happen that um, it won't be much, but the crowd noise will make it seem like a lot. So we just can't let that change our style of play and not get too high or too low. As a goalie, Matt, what do you think the keys are? I think, you know, you know, kind of Jack was talking about the uh, how things are with the with atmospheres. I feel like we, uh, I would usually say that, but I feel like we've done such a good job in big atmospheres like that, uh, you know, with Western and Ball Arena. And um, so I think I'll go a bit more specific and talk about a bit about net front battles. Uh, you know, it's, it's not just our net, but their net. If we can keep guys out of there, it's going to be easier to stop pucks and easier to score goals. Outstanding. Well, it's uh, Friday, Saturday, maybe Sunday. Tigers are undefeated at Western Michigan in the postseason in terms of series. They're 1-0. They've won the only series they've played out there. Let's make it 2-0 this weekend. Matt Byrne and Jack Millar, thank you guys. Let's go get them in Kalamazoo this weekend. Thanks, you. Thank All right, we're going to take another break. We'll bring Coach back up here in just a moment. You're listening to the Chris Mayotte Show on KRDO News Radio. Live from P74, the downtown Paninos, 604 North Tejon. This is the Chris Mayot Show, exclusively on Cardio News Radio. Welcome back to Inside P74, the downtown Paninos. Along with the head coach of the Tigers, Chris Mayot, I'm Ken Landau. Thanks everyone for being with us. This is our final regularly scheduled show. As we get set for the uh, postseason, and uh, when uh, oh, see, we've got more information. We got more results coming in. 
I just told Matt as he was walking out that his dad was involved in one scoreless tie. He's actually been involved in two, and it was in the same season, just over a month apart. Interesting. Interesting, when he was with the San Jose Sharks. Scoreless tie with uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs. That must have had Don Cherry just going nuts. And uh, another scoreless tie against the Vancouver Canucks. So he liked to uh, he liked to blank those Canadians teams, you know. Uh, let's talk. Uh, let's talk Western Michigan, Coach. Uh, a lot of familiarity with this team. Played them four times in the second half. Uh, they are a good hockey team by every measure. Ranked seventh in the nation. A lot of offensive skill, better than average goaltending in Cameron Rowe. He's a pretty good goaltender. Um, what's the recipe for success against this team? Well, I, I, you know, we liked it. we liked the offense that we created there the last time we were out there. Um, I think you know when you look back at our best chances, and we we just didn't quite. I didn't get it there quick enough. Um, we tried to be perfect with it, um, and, and it's natural when you're when you're not scoring, you start to squeeze it. You think you have to go, you know, right under the crossbar, right inside the pulse. Like sometimes you just have to get it there quicker than the goalie can get there, and um, you know, and, and so it's a lot of what we worked on is you know, be ready to shoot, be ready to shoot, be ready to shoot. The quicker you get it there, the less perfect it has to be. Um, you don't have to beat the goalie; he just has holes because he's not quite set yet. So. Um, you know, they're a good offensive team. Um, they have a prolific line. Uh, the Poland, Sasson, McAllister line is, uh, is as good as they come. Um, you know, if you really want to break down and, and, and how we want to attack them, we don't think they're D-retreat very well. Um, we think that they, uh, one of the things, one of the adjustments we made last time we were there is, you know they're they're almost predetermined in how they're going to break pucks out, um, and so if we can put spots into if we can put pucks into good spots where we can predict how they're going to try and get out of the zone, um, then we can get to the spot where where we're pretty sure the puck's going and and try and hem them in, um, and so that's going to be a big piece. Our transition to D is going to be a big piece. The second goal that they scored on us on Saturday. Um, was a four-man line rush for them. We had five guys back. We just mismanaged it. Uh, but they put that type of pressure on you because they can transition quickly. So our detail and, and how we sort out line rushes against is, is going to be important. Um, but really it's, you know, we have to establish a four check and we have to get through their neutral zone. They play a 1-1-3 in the neutral zone. Um, the plan that we had here against them was the wrong one. Um, and I take blame for that because I thought we had a plan against them last year to go against it that I liked, and we tried to get away from it, uh, and we tried something different here at home, and it just didn't work. We went back to what we did last year there, and I thought it was much better, um, and it allowed us to establish a forecheck, allowed us to create some turnovers, allow us to get to the net, allow us to get some chances. Um, and so it's going to be, it, it, it ultimately, it comes down to the details, stay out of the box, all the cliches. Um, but really it's, you know, we, we liked our game plan a lot against them last, last time. And, um, when I watch them play, they do a lot really well. 
they don't make a ton of adjustments, um, but it's why they're able to play so fast. So, you know, if you're in the right spots, if you do the right things, if you manage the puck the right way, they become predictable. Um, now we just have to, you know, we just got to find a way to, to make those turnovers hurt by scoring. Score a few goals. I mean, it'd be great to play from the lead, right? Yeah, and a, a two-goal lead at some point would be would that, be nice. That too. would be really yeah. nice against those guys. Um, against anybody. Against, but, against but the priority is definitely. Well, they're Western the only guys right we're they're yeah. the only guys we're playing this That's week. Right. So um, it's best of three. Um, yeah, would I like it to end in two, and then head to St. Paul? Sure. Uh, but if it takes three, it takes three. That's That was the recipe four years ago. Brian Yoon had a goal and two assists, so we need to get that from him this weekend. Don't put any pressure on him. But, you know, he's the only, he's the lone holdover. Yeah, um, and I think he knows that. I think he's excited. I, I think our team's excited. I think our team has belief going into the weekend. Um, you know, and, and it's going to be about the start. Uh, you know, the first five minutes, the first period, it's going to be important. Uh, we're excited for it. Um, you know, we're we're healthy. Uh, it's go time. It is go time. It's go time because we got to go. All right, Chris. Thank you. Safe travels. We're going to take care of things up in Kalam or down in Kalamazoo, out in Kalamazoo, wherever it is. Friday, we're on the air at uh, what time are we on the air? We're on the air at four thirty. Face off uh, for just after five o'clock. Thanks, everybody, for coming on out here to P74, the downtown Paninos. Thanks to the staff. Let's go to Kalamazoo and do something special. We'll talk to you from the zoo on Friday. Good night, everyone. KRDO News Radio is KRDO FM Security, Colorado Springs, Pueblo. KRDO AM, Colorado Springs.